Let's talk about the lack of nutritional information publicised in 2020. Let's also discuss Kenya's stolen babies. What about honouring the memory of Fela Cutie, the Afrobeat pioneer, and a whole lot more? This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. If a problem can be solved, it will be. If it can't be solved, there's no use in worrying about it. The Dalai Lama. So this week, Lewis Hamilton makes history once again. This guy needs his knighthood ASAP. Probably needs more than that by the time they get around to sorting this out. But this, this guy is um, remarkable. He's won his seventh championship now. Um, the most successful driver ever, you know, equals um, Schumacher's uh, seven championships. Uh, yeah, he's, he's the guy. He's the guy, 100%. 100%. He's now the most decorated race um, uh, racer in the sport and the, the best I've ever seen, pretty much. He's had 94 wins, um, 97 uh, poles. 163 uh, more podiums than any other driver that's gone before him. So, hands down, he's the best to ever do it. And he needs to be recognised for it, for sure. Regardless of where he lives and where he pays taxes. Let's get that done. So, also, uh, one of um, Africa's uh, golden sons, Felakuti, um, the pioneer of Afrobeats. He's been honoured in the UK with a commemorative plaque in London. Um Part of the black, uh, the black project, the sorry, the black plaque project. Um, that, so they're putting up like thirty different thirty plaques honouring uh, key black figures around the UK. So he's getting his, well, he's got his now, um, and it's being unveiled at the Trinity Laban Conservatoire of uh, Music and Dance. So Felicuti, for people that don't know, he's an um, influential musician. Um, he studied, basically studied um, the Trinity Laban um, in the 1950s um, and he was majorly influential in music. He died in 1997, um, but he, he's the founder of that, uh, that, that well, all the Afro beats that you hear now, you know, that's kind of coming from Fela Kuti. Um, so he, he found real success mixing West, West African sounds with like a jazzy, funky sound. So... Yeah, um, they're, they're going to honour him. So that's good, man. I mean, the, the more people that know about, you know, these people, obviously when you see the black signs or the blue signs, it, it does let you, allow you to look deeper into what went on with that person, who that person really was. So, yeah, good news. Good news for sure. So not so good news. Um, it's been, it's been a whole year pretty much, um, since the first day um, this coronavirus was identified in China. To be specific, um, they said it's the 17th of November um, 2019, the first time it was identified in China. So, yeah, not, not a happy, um, you know, celebration for that, you know, one-year anniversary type thing, but it's, it's history, it's, it's what we're dealing with. Um, Boris has had to um, self-isolate, um, do, doing his uh, social distancing from household members, his family, etc. Um, and he's 
you know, obviously spoken, he's done his little videos and stuff to emphasise people that are in the same position as him. You know, they should, um, you know, just follow the rules, really. You know, he, he's saying he's doing it and, you know, we'll, we'll get through this, etc. And if, we, if, you're, if you're doing the right thing, you're doing your part for society, all of that stuff. Um, and also there's talks about a tougher tier three um, system um, of local restrictions once we come out of this lockdown, which ends the 2nd of December. So things are going to be a little bit tighter than we thought, but um, he's also expected to give some details about how different families can uh, mix over the Christmas period. So a few new things on the horizon. We'll wait in a couple of days and see what the government is saying in regards to all of that. Sad story um, about some some DJs, you know, uh, iconic DJs, really. Um, they're the founders of Groove Odyssey, Bobby and Steve. If you're, if you're a raver um, of the, you know, house and garage and, you know, soulful house, you'll you definitely know about Bobby and Steve. They're DJ, well, they're twins, um, DJs, uh, promoters, radio presenters, record producers. And like I said, they, they own the brand Groove Odyssey. So the long and short of it is they both caught um, COVID in March, days apart from each other. Um, and Bobby is back home. Um, he's, he, he, only, he, had, he had a brief spell in hospital, but his brother Steve is still in hospital to today. Um, and he's, he's still unable to communicate. So that's quite sad, man, because, you know, like I said, these guys have been around a long time, you know, um, really big in that music scene and, you know, international DJs and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's quite sad because obviously they're a duo, they're brothers, you know. So this it just shows that this this thing is really, um, it just touches everybody, it just touches everybody. But the interview I, I watched with them was quite heartfelt, you know. Um, yeah, quite, quite moving. So hopefully he gets well soon. Hopefully he gets well soon. Um, Speaking on that as well, there's a lot of talk about the new vaccines um, that should be available soon. Uh, Modernera and Pfizer have vaccines which they say um, are 95% effective. Obviously, the the UK, not even just the UK, the world has mixed feelings about um, uh, taking viruses and, you know, and sorry, taking vaccines rather, you know, um, for, for many different reasons, but yeah, but obviously for those that are ready to take it, um, you know, you know, that's good for them, you know, it, it is here, you know, and for those that, that don't want to take it, you know, they're going to have to decide what they do as time goes on. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's what most of the talk is about, to be fair. Everybody's talking about these, these vaccines and when they're going to happen. I think at one stage it was talking about um, April next year. And now they're talking about in the next couple of weeks, it seems. So, yeah, the way things are moving at high speeds. Um, but this, you know, the, the phrase that we've, you know, we're getting used to, you know, hands, face, space, you know, obviously these, these are good ways to stop getting any infection, really, you know, whether it's a common cold or the coronavirus. But if you keep your hands clean, keep your hands off your face, um, you give people space, that's all good. But I find it glaringly obvious, and I really do wonder why um, they don't speak about the nutritional um, aspect of this. You know, what sort of foods we should be eating, you know, what are going to be beneficial to building our immune system. And like I said, not just for this, just for general health, 
you know. Um, so when they have these meetings, uh, you know, the, the, the government meetings, weekly meetings or whenever they do them, I think they really should have a nutritionist there, you know, um, speaking on, you know, what sort of things we should eat and maybe what things we should reduce in eating. You know, it's, it's obviously going to help. It's obviously going to help. So it's, it's really interesting that they, they're not doing that part of things. But yeah, they need to, instead of having a free, free, uh, free point phrase, they need to make it a four point phrase with the fourth bit being uh, sort out your nutrition, you know, because it is important. So on some happy news, uh, happy and positive and things to make us proud of our young people, Marcus Rashford. He's, he's done it again. He's found another cause to, to, to back with the young people. So he's now getting involved in um, launching a book club um, so children can um, benefit from escapism via reading. So this is, you know, amazing. Again, you know, it, this is, this is going to help many, many um, young people um, in regards to their you know, their, their, their education and their, their ability to read and, like you said, escapism, you know, because you can escape in books. If you get a good book that you're really into, you know, that's a positive way to kind of escape. Um, yeah, so he's teamed up with the Macmillan um, Children's Books um, and their aim is to promote reading um, and literacy to children across um, all economic um, backgrounds. Um, especially um, vulnerable and underprivileged um, children. So yeah, this is this is another good thing, man. Uh, I mean, uh, th th this guy Marcus Rashford, he's, he's gonna he's gonna mess up and end up becoming a saint. That's what's gonna end up happening because he's just doing so much good in the world. You know, the the the, the knighthood might not be enough to to kind of you know show our appreciation for this young man. So long may it last and keep going, man. Keep going. I love it. Also, another young, um, one of our young ones to be proud of, um, Amari McQueen. Amari McQueen, he's a 12-year-old boy, and he had his own YouTube channel um, as a vegan chef. Um, and now he, he's landed his own show, you know, and it's called What's Cooking Amari? And that's going to be on CBBC. Uh, and that is that's amazing, man. He's even bringing his siblings into it, you know. His siblings are part of the show. I think his parents are probably be in it as well. But, yeah, it's, um, he's sticking to his vegan stuff, so it's all healthy. And it goes back to what I was saying about the nutrition. It, it's very timely, him, him bringing that out now. So that's really good as well. So, um, But it's going to be um, a seven-minute seven weekly segment. Um, but yeah, definitely check that out with with your with your young people and adults as well. We'll probably learn. I mean, I don't even know vegan dish. I don't know any specialist vegan dishes, so I'm sure I'll learn something from that. So yeah, definitely check out young young Amari McQueen. Powerful. So in regards to uh, the Windrush scandal um, <clears throat> with the high profile cases of um, Anthony Anthony Bryan, um, basically this. Everybody's still waiting for compensation. Everybody's still waiting for compensation, and it's it seems to be stretching out. Even though you know they made an actual a drama about um, Anthony uh, Byron's case um, called "Sitting in Limbo," which starred the uh, um, casualty former casualty star Patrick Robinson, who played Anthony Bryan. But um, yeah, they're still waiting for their compensation. I, I can't understand why that would be, you know. And the sad thing is there's at least five people that have actually died, you know, that was due compensation but because it's taken so long they've passed away and died. So it's really, it's just not good enough, really. 
it's it's not good enough. I think we all know the story, um, and yeah, it's just not good enough. They need to pull their finger out and and sort these people out because there's no doubt that everybody's clear that it's wrong what happened to them. So deal with them accordingly, you know, before they pass away. God forbid. Um, also, uh, Sainsbury's um, has been defending their uh, Christmas advert as customers are talking about boycotting uh, Sainsbury's because they done an advert which, which, which they dared to have a full black family on. And this has caused major upset since it was aired. Um, yeah, in 2020, an advert with black people, a black family, nice black family, doing nice things on a Sainsbury's advert, causing uproar and people are complaining. They don't want to go to Sainsbury's no more. Um, slamming, you know, the commercial saying, you know, it doesn't represent them, you know, which is bizarre. <laughs> it's not even bizarre. You know, it's, it's just funny. It's just, it's fun. It's sad, but it's, it is funny. Um, so, you know, I, I, today I saw that the Audi advert with, um, with uh, Kevin, Kevin the Carrot and his family. So I'm figuring uh, they're going to be boycotting Audi soon um, because I'm not sure carrots represent them either. So we'll see. But yeah, absolutely hilarious what people, um, what goes on in some people's minds. But hey, but no, great stuff for Sainsbury's, um, you know, showing that diversity. I think it's a, it's a, they've got about four, a series of four different adverts. So it'd be interesting to see what the others are. But the, that one there was, it was just an advert with people having a Christmas situation, you know, around some gravy and some food and stuff. It's ridiculous that people have found it um, as a route to complain, but hey, let them crack on. Um, on a sad, you know, yeah, on a sad note, um, is there was a study done recently, um, spoke about uh, basically the murders in Britain and basically highlighted the fact that uh, black people are in England and Wales. The research suggests that we're more likely to be killed, uh, you know, and murdered. And this was a study um, in Cambridge, Cambridge University of Cr Criminology. Um, also found that uh, Asians are on average twice as likely to be um, murdered than white people. Um, and black people aged between 16 and 24 are 10, 10 and a half times, actually, 10 and a half times more likely to be murdered um, than white people in England and Wales, which is really, really sad, really. You know, it's horrifying, really. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's something for us to be aware of because we, we, I mean, we can only do what we can do to, to we can't wait for people to, to bring down those numbers. We have to do what we need to do. Um, so, yeah. Definitely something to be mindful of. And, and let's get those numbers. Let's reverse those numbers, man. 24 times. 24, 20, not 24 times. 10 and a half times more likely to be murdered than a white person. And there's, you know, the, the amount of black people in the country is, is minuscule, really, compared to um, uh, white people in the country. So them figures definitely need to be addressed. Um, I watched um, some of this uh, Senate, uh, this Senate Judiciary um, questioning um, of uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey, the owners of um, Facebook and Twitter. So it's basically uh, in regards to misinformation 
over the um, 2020 elections. So these these two multi-billionaires are, are being really cross-examined, you know, in, in a way that um, I've, I'm really surprised, you know, they're really going at them really hard. And it kind of, one of the questioning ended with um, asking them if they'd seen the, the documentary on Netflix, Social Dilemma which is about their business um, and, and how addictive it is and what, what's really behind it and what they're really doing to people and how it's kind of corroding society. So that's what the show's about. But they asked me if they'd seen it and they both said no. Um, and the speaker pretty much said, well, you know, you should go and watch it, you know. Um, and then he said, moving forward, um, the committee's going to be asking, you know, is social media addictive, you know, and if so, why? And, you know, look at things that they can do about that. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where that kind of goes. Um, but definitely compelling viewing, the, the um, social media documentary. If you haven't seen that and you use social media, if you haven't seen that and you've got a smartphone, um, you need to, even if you haven't got one, I'd be very surprised if you haven't got a, a smartphone. But either way, you should watch it because it affects everyone you know, social media, smartphones, and, and to understand what the brains was behind it and, and, and how it does affect us and how it does, I feel like it corrodes um, society in, in, in a certain way. But it does have its benefits. I'm not saying it doesn't have its benefits, but there are definitely some negatives to it. So, yeah, a definite watch. So, um, we've been, uh, we've got the uh, 10 most uh, influential black people power list that went out this week, um, you know, honouring people of note, you know, it, within the African and uh, Caribbean um, or African-American heritage in, in the UK. Um, and UK, uh, sorry, not UK, Lewis Hamilton topped it. And rightfully so, you know, rightfully so, as, as I've already said. But um, it's... I think it's really good, you know, anything that kind of holds up the, the positive things that people are doing out in the world, I think it's really good, you know, um, it, it, we don't get enough of that happening. So there's a few people on the list, um, David um, Olisoga, um, a few, a few rehearsed, Michaela Cole, even Stormzy's on there. There's a few others on there as well, but they've all been honoured and yeah, it's definitely worth looking up and seeing why they've been honoured and, and stuff like that, but yeah. It's always good to honour those who are doing well in the world. So in the Caribbean, I mean, the, I think the last time we, we, we did the podcast, we spoke about uh, the, the storms in, in the Caribbean. And, and this week, um, I heard about uh, the situation in Martinique, um, where the island has pretty much been poisoned by carcinogenic pesticides. And these pesticides were used to... They used to uh, put at the base of the bananas, the, the banana trees, basically protect, help protect them from the insects. But, and that's obviously they've been doing that for years, you know, people have been, that's how people have been earning their living. But it's now been linked to prostate cancer. And um, basically between Martinique and its um, sister island, Guadeloupe, they have the highest rate of uh, prostate cancer. And scientists are now confirmed that um, the, I think it's chlor, chlorid, chloridacone, 
um, which is the pesticide, um, is responsible for them high numbers in prostate cancer. I mean, I do know that black men do disproportionately suffer from prostate cancer anyway, but it's interesting that the scientists are talking about, you know, obviously this is adding to that. So, yeah, um, uh, sorry, state of affairs. I'm not sure what they're going to do about that, but they definitely need to do something about that, at least stop using them chemicals. And I wonder how them chemicals, you know, being used on those the base of those bananas, I wonder if that actually gets into the fruit in any way. That's, that's another thing as well. So, yeah, hopefully they get to the bottom of that and start addressing that effectively. Um, sooner rather than later. Um, this this particular story now, this really disturbed me. When I when I was reading up on this, this really disturbed me, man. Um, you know, it, so basically, in Kenya, um, there's a there's a probe in Kenya at the moment in regards to um, pe- baby stealers. Um, basically, people you know f- stealing babies and selling them, you know, for like three hundred pound. And I mean, no money. The money's doesn't even make them do it. Just the fact that they're stealing children from mothers and selling them, you know. And and when I, I saw a little uh, a little piece on this and it actually had the ch- a child that had been stolen, you you look at the child and you think to yourself, you know, obviously this is a human being. This is this child is going to become a a man and or a woman and you know grow up and to do all of these things. But if they're being sold and trafficked at such a young age. All of that is not going to happen. And what kind of abuse is that child about to go through? You know, yeah, it's just sad, man, really sad. So the government ministers have said, um, you know, the culprits will face the full force of the law. I I should hope so. You know, that that goes without saying. Um, But just the fact that it's even happening, you know, um, yeah, yeah, it's sickening, sickening, really. It's absolutely sickening. So I hope they, they they get on top of that real real quick and real hard, you know. Um, but yes, yes. Uh, but like, like I said earlier, I just want to go back to the, the nutrition thing. I think I think we need to really. I mean, there's loads of things that we can study and we can spend our time doing and listening to and reading and stuff like that. But I think all of us, even in the schools, nutrition should should be heavy on the curriculum, you know? We need to know, there's, there's so much we don't know about what we should be eating and what we should be drinking and, you know, the, the benefits and, and stuff like that and having a balanced diet and, you know, what builds us up on the inside, you know? Um, so I think that is something that we should really all be interested in, you know? interested in a lot more deeper than just oh I want to fit into these jeans or I want to fit into this dress let me quickly go on the diet for that period of time nutrition is 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 it's the essence of you know it's it's the fuel that allows us to live and to function and to fight infections regardless of what the infection is and I'm not just talking about because we're in COVID time we need to know about nutrition you know (laughs) just because we're human beings living on this planet that's part of the that's part of uh, uh, living, you know. Um, it's not just about being able to just go and buy fast food or just being knowing how to cook because there's loads of people that can cook, but do they know what they're cooking and, and what that sort of food is for and the nutritional benefits of it and, you know, how to have a balanced meal, 
you know, you know, having like making sure you got your carbs on the plate, you've got you got enough uh, greens on your plate, you got enough protein on your plate, you know, and all all of that stuff, and then even the deeper side of it, you know. So it's definitely something I I take the time out to um to 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 learn and understand, um, but I definitely need to know a lot more, you know. And I just think it, as a as a general thing we should all be um, learning about that a lot more, especially in this time of COVID, to be fair, because it is the missing piece that the government and nobody else seems to be talking about, you know. So, but we do have the internet, we do have our smartphones. So if we're up for it, it is something that we can look at and, and not feel like we, we know everything. Because I think that's another thing as well. We, you know, if you know how to cook, you, you know a bit about food, you, you kind of don't really bother until, you know, the, it becomes a real issue and you have to watch what you're eating and stuff. So let's do it before we need to do it, before it becomes, you know, the doctor says you need to change your diet because there's too much salt in your food or there's too much fat or you're eating too much processed food, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely um, nutrition. And I'm going to get on top of it more myself because I have been slacking with my... Um, I'm a bit of a foodie, so, yeah... I do have my moments too. Especially when I'm sitting down watching good TV, like uh, Small Acts, which I watched um, this week um, by Steve McQueen. Um, so basically, he's doing five tales um, of the British Caribbean story. So I think four of them are factual. Yeah, four of them are true stories, and one of them is going to be an imagined story. So I'm really looking forward to the next one. But the first one I watched was about the mangrove um, and that, oh man, it, you know, watching that, it was just such a warm feeling watching this show because I could see so many pieces of my past, you know, within within the show, you know, and hearing certain accents, you know, some, some of the people had, they had the accents down to a T. Um, the, the, the person who played, I won't, I won't go into the story because I've known about the mangrove um, story um, in regards to the mangrove restaurant in, in, in South London, not South London, in um, West London, not in Hill. Um, but I didn't know the ins and outs of the story. So this just brought it all together in a perfect way. But is it um, Malachi Kirby? He definitely deserves an award. He played um, Dark as Hell. And I remember Dark as Hell when I was younger. And he got the mannerisms and the voice down to a T down to a T. If you, if, you, if you don't know who Darkest Howe is, look him up, look at a video of him, go and watch his show and you'll see how this, this, this young man stands out. Yeah, Malachi Kirby. I'm going to be looking out for him in these. I've seen him in bits and pieces before, but this is where he really stood out for me. But this story um, about the mangrove this the uh, the mangrove um, restaurant and everything they went through and you know the the racism you know going to court having to fight various battles um, was really 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 well done really really well done and really captured um, the era in a real authentic way yeah I really so I'm really looking forward to the 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 other um, stories coming up and it'd be interesting to see what their imagined one is yeah. That's going to be interesting. So, yeah. But if you want to check that out, that's on BBC One. It's, it's still on there. Also, on um, YouTube, I watched um, my favourite comedian, Dave Chappelle. 
this man is, he's always hilarious. Even when he's not trying, he's just hilarious. But Dave Chappelle, he done a um, post-election um, Saturday night live monologue. It's only around 16 minutes long, but the way how he does com comedy, he, he just, he takes you on a journey. You know, he goes deep. Some of the stuff goes over your head, but it's always intelligent comedy. He's not just, he's not one of those silly comedians where you're laughing at them. You know, uh, it's not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, if you're a comedian, you make people laugh. That's that's the aim. But I just like Dave Chappelle's intelligent comedy, you know, and um, he, he really brings some real points home. That's that. I think that's maybe the big thing. He, he talks about real stuff, you know, and, and finds the funny in that as well. So. So, yeah, I definitely check that out on, on YouTube. Um, yeah, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And if you I mean, everybody knows about Dave Chappelle, but if you don't, Definitely go back through his back catalogue. Um, you'd be in stitches for sure. So um, a book I have been asked to uh, recommend is Homecoming, Voice of the Windrush Generation by Colin Grant. So this is um, it's, it's a book about the memories of um, black British, um, Caribbeans, Africans, who, who come over, so basically bus drivers, civil servants, the engineers, the nurses, RAF, um, army recruits, the teachers, shop stewardess, uh, stewards, um, seamstresses, journalists, musicians, novelists, poets, all of the, the whole gambit, the whole plethora of people that, that came over and added value um, to British society and are, are still here. Um, and yeah, so this this seems like a, a powerful book. Um, it talks about um, it. Basically, they say that the book challenges um, the nostalgic uh, the, those who have the a nostalgic uh, loss of empire. They have that nostalgia, like we've lost the empire and stuff like that, um, and cling on to those narrow um, definitions of Britishness. Because obviously, you know, if you're looking at Britishness and the empire through those narrow lenses, probably like those people that complained about the Sainsbury's advert, you're, you're, you're missing a whole lot of history, you know, because this is part of the history, you know, this is, this is an integral part to what Britishness is and, and who, who the British are, you know. So, um, yeah, definitely have a look at that book, Homecoming, Voices of the Windrush Generation by Colin Grant. So, as I always say, this time we're living in, it's an extraordinary time, you know, it's an extraordinary time, but there are opportunities for us to do things, you know, to be, be things and do things that maybe we, we didn't think we could have been or do things that we didn't think we could have done. Look, at the end of the day, if you, if you can think of a business idea, you know, and you can set up a business that can function um, in it in the restrictions that we've had over the past 12 months with this COVID situation, you've got a business that's going to thrive for years to come, yeah? And there are businesses that have not been put together yet that are, 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 are going to be long-lasting. There's going to be a restructure of businesses that have been here for years, you know? So it might not even be about starting a brand new business. It might be just repackaging how business ran, run previously you know but there are opportunities opportunities upon opportunities and that's what we really need to focus on it's not all doom and gloom 
it's not all doom and gloom. That's just part of the story and that's just part of the human condition, really. You know, so it's it's just that we've, we're dealing with something that we didn't know about previously and it, we're finding it challenging. But focus on the positives, man. Find a way out. Find a way through because there is a way through. Yeah. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today. And hopefully you can join me on the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.